Hey y'all, welcome back to the fifth episode of Through My Smudge Glasses podcast. Thank you to all that listened to our previous episodes. If you haven't seen or listened to those yet, be sure to listen to them after this episode on your regular podcast streaming site. We have so far covered topics like COVID's effect on the brain, problems under the sea, murder hornets, and indigenous peoples and land acknowledgements. Other than that, be sure to follow us on Instagram at Through My Smudge Glasses, all in lowercase, spelled like the title. Over on our Instagram, we run a lot of special segments. A follow on Instagram means that you get to see when new episodes are posted, updates about the podcast like announcements, and you'll get to be part of special segments like Q from You and be able to see other programs such as the book club over there. It's super fun. Be sure to check it out. Anyways, on to the episode now. This episode, I wanted to bring a bit of the past and talk about how an event that is about to be 75 years old is still extremely relevant to research being conducted today. Before we start, first, of course, we must have a little disclaimer. I'm just a sophomore high school girl wanting to find different ways to pursue my passion. Of course, I put my due diligence into my research and take pride in my work. This is simply another outlet for spreading ideas and STEM concepts. As always, be safe about your actions and be careful with your words. If you have any doubts about anything said on this podcast, ask me and I can try to help or ask a professional. On to the episode. So today I wanted to discuss the atomic bomb and how scientists have utilized that historical event to learn more about radiation. The atomic bomb, if you don't know, and nuclear energy are highly debated topics and there's a lot of talk about ethics involved in it about its use and things like that. The atomic bomb was developed into such a bomb that when it was dropped it would release nuclear energy. This energy is made by the dividing of heavy atomic nuclei. Atomic nuclei are the molecules that are found in the middle of an atom. Heavier nuclei or, nu- or nucleuses with more particles are known for being radioactive. Radioactiveness can cause atoms to emit radiation, and this radiation can be harmful to living organisms. Marie Curie, a scientist who discovered new elements and held a lot of research in the radioactive field, is actually believed to have died early due to the radioactiveness of the substances she worked with which emitted a harmful radiation. A bomb possessing nuclear damaging capabilities would devastate an enormous area around it and larger, due to the damage it creates through heat, damage, and radiation. The atomic bomb has so far only been dropped two times, both by the United States. The decision was made by Harry S. Truman, and it had been justified as a means to make Japan surrender to end World War II. The use of the atomic bomb has been highly scrutinized since its dropping because of the devastating impact it had on innocent civilians. The bombs were dropped on the cities Nagasaki and Hiroshima. Excuse my pronunciation if I was wrong. The bomb immediately killed more than 70,000 people and that number does not include the amount of people who were injured or killed later because of other side effects of radiation. It does not also take into account the amount of damage that occurred because of the great deal of area surrounding the bomb that was completely leveled or damaged. The bomb, in short, was devastating and to this day, the US is the only country known for using an atomic bomb in war. Many people say that the use of the atomic bomb was necessary for the U.S. to end World War II. But of course, like most things in history, that's a big what if, 
and a lot of people are wondering if the U.S. hadn't dropped the bomb, would it have ended World War II and does the end justify the cause? The atomic bomb is a highly debated topic because many people believe that the damage that comes with the bomb should be reason enough why countries should not be able to inflict the, that pain onto other countries. I actually read an interesting theory that was developed during the time where many countries started to develop their nuclear programs. The U.S. military had actually considered that if the U.S. president decided that it was necessary to drop a bomb, that the only step wouldn't just be pressing a button. It's easy to press a button. It doesn't take any consequences. If you've seen the show Space Force with Steve Carroll, you know just how easy pressing a button is. I'm not even sure if the atomic bomb was dropped because President Truman pressed a button. That may be Hollywood flair. But the point is that the military was considering that should the president have to drop an atomic bomb, they would have to murder someone to get the code or to have the authority to drop the actual bomb. At first, this seems barbaric at the first glance, in that the murder of an innocent life to launch a bomb is considered wrong for a lot of people. This became extremely interesting to me when I started reading and thinking about it more with the context of what the president was about to do. I mean, of course, murdering an innocent person is wrong, but the military was considering it because it would give the president a representation about what he was actually about to do on a larger scale, drop an atomic bomb that would devastate millions of innocent citizens. Murdering the aide, or the person that ha is necessary for the president to drop the bomb, is something that a president hopefully is reserved to do. So it would require them to really think about and feel what they are about to do with this bomb, and physically murder someone to drop it. I first read about this concept in the book Atomic Habits by James Clear. If you haven't heard of it or want to know more, be sure to check it out on our Instagram. We have a book club over there where I talk about a bunch of different great books that I've read and just discuss them. And there are a lot of great recommendations over there. Follow us at Through My Smudge Glasses, all in lowercase. So, now that we know about the past of the atomic bomb and its usage, let's jump back to the present. A lot of Americans are taught about the atomic bombs, although taught is definitely a subjective term. I think a lot of textbooks talk about how the atomic bombs killed people, but the more important point that was made in the textbooks was that the US ended the war that way. This story definitely doesn't talk enough about the effects that the bomb had on the cities of Hiroshima and Nagasaki. I guess it's better than the Japanese internment camps knowledge though because those definitely have been taken out of history textbooks. Japan has in the past given medical benefits to people who were impacted in the bombings because of their dire conditions. Recently, however, many people who have experienced injuries because of being in the vicinity of black rain have also received medical benefits. Black rain refers to the fallout particles that rain down farther away from the explosion, but they were still dangerous. An example of someone enduring the effects of black rain is Seiji Takato, Please excuse my pronunciation. Due to the explosion and continual radiation, Seiji, at age 8, four years after the initial bombing, developed an arm lymph inflammation that would continue to give him stroke and heart problems till today. Seiji, and dozens of others like him, will now get medical benefits to help with their condition. The amount of people who will receive this benefit has gone from the people in heavy rain areas to now, currently, those in light rain areas as well.
As you can see from the example before, there are still people who are being impacted by this bombing. Scientists have discovered that we can actually learn a lot from these survivors, especially when we start talking about radiation and the effects that it has on the human body. In fact, most of the information we have is due to these survivors. An organization called the Radiation Effects Research Foundation, or RERF, is solely based on learning more about the impacts of radiation in these victims. So far, their research has included the fields of radiobiology, immunology, genetics, and molecular epidemiology. This research that they are doing is so important because they are helping this generation truly understand what the impact of these bombings are. One thing that they especially have begun to look at, which is unique to them, is in the survivor's health along with how, if it does, impact their children's health. According to an article on sciencemag.org, a lot of second-generation children of these survivors have a lot of anxiety about their own health due to reasons that they don't understand yet, especially after they have seen their own parents suffer with their own health problems. If we understand what kinds of trends have been observed in these first and second generation survivors, we can definitely increase our understanding. The research has so far found that some cancers are more common in specific organs in the actual survivors. This means that these organs are more susceptible to radiation than others that didn't develop these cancers. Also, so far, there hasn't been any particular health problem or DNA problem in the second generation that has been linked to the, their parents receiving radiation. The RERF organization doesn't want to use this information to promote nuclear bomb use within countries. They make it very clear that they want their research to be used for promoting peace and educating more about the realities that these bombs cause. Peace is at the center of their motivations. Understanding how our lives and other people's lives can be impacted by radiation and nuclear energy is important because as more people are realizing that burning fossil fuels isn't a healthy or sustainable choice for our future, many are looking for nuclear energy as a possible alternative. An important thing to understand about this is that we don't really know as much as we'd like to believe about radiation and we are just starting to learn about the effects that especially has on the human body. One thing that a lot of people are worried about with nuclear energy is what if we don't know the risks and radiation might be a problem. This can be seen by the Manhattan Project locations that have a lot of continual residual radiation still there. This research could help us learn more about what it is and we could really see if this could be a serious replacement for our current energy sources. Okay, moving on from that, we are back with this week's segment of Q From You. Q From You is a segment where I pick one question that was asked via our Instagram and answer it here on the podcast. If you want to be involved in next week's Q From You or any other future Q From You or any other future segment, make sure to go follow our Instagram. This week, our question is from J1TZM, and they asked, Can you please create a podcast regarding the most valuable commodity in the world and how it has evolved over time? I assume that they are talking about data currently, and here's a promo to next week's episode because that's what we are going to make next week's episode about. Tune in next week for more about data and how it is especially important now, even at an international level. If you guys have any other examples of things that you would like to hear on the podcast in the future, be sure to say your ideas in an Instagram stories or comment it under our post. We would love to do an episode on whatever your interests are too. 
Be sure to send in your question for the cue from you on our Instagram stories for next week and get your questions answered on next week's episode. Thank you guys for listening to this episode of Through My Smudge Glasses. I hope you guys enjoyed it. Be sure to check out our previous episodes for more content and follow our podcast and recommend this podcast to your families and friends if you liked it. This podcast is available on most platforms for everyone to listen like Spotify and Google Podcasts. We're working on Apple Podcasts. Follow us on Instagram as well to get notified when we have new episodes out and be involved in segments like Q from You and enjoy more content and just support the show. Thank you so much for listening. I appreciate it so much and see you guys next week. Bye.